Yes. Good. Good. Good morning. Let's see. Yes. Morning. I'm outside. Sorry. I, I I wanted to you know not be ten minutes late, but I had to. I had some audio visual issues. Well, I got not not AV issues, just audio issues. The visual issues are fine. I can see. That's a common problem, like a physical problem you have. Right. No, not anymore. Not since the lasers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> The end of so many sentences. <laughs> Not since the least. I, so we're gonna we're gonna test this out. I'm on my new porch, and it's uh it's extremely pleasant, but there is traffic noise. So we'll find out after the recording how bad the like sort of uh, background <laughs> background factors are. Um, I'm not hearing it. Well, so. what's what's funny is. Uh, the place I used to live, the intersection was so busy that I bet there was more. Uh, background noise in my old living room than it is outside on my new porch. So, all right, yeah, we're gonna do it. I have a okay. I think my waveform's normal. It looks tiny, but hmm. How are well, your How are your levels? Uh, they- check, check. I'm sliding uh, virtual oh. buttons around. Okay, eh, looks fine. All right, yeah, I'll I'll compress it later. I'll make it all perfect. Awesome. Uh, I'm a I, I the thing I don't have is a uh, a setup. I'm a I'm in a I'm in a folding IKEA chair uh, with my computer on like a the side table from the living room that I brought outside. Um, but the the microphone I have is intended to be like on a table. Like the stand is supposed to be like a tabletop stand, so it's like ten inches tall. So I'm sort of like sitting in this chair, stooped forward, um, toilet-like, sort of with the microphone on this little table. Um, Your legs going numb. My legs are uh, my legs are on my knees are on either side of the table, uh, basically. So I'm I'm sort of hunched over this setup. This part is not okay. optimal. <laughs> so it is a setup, and while. Not optimal. I mean, you are outside. So I'm outside. That's pretty rad. The trade-off is um, worth it. Yeah, it's beautiful outside. There's a it's mild breeze. It's probably about 69 degrees outside. Are you in the southern hemisphere? Mm. No, I'm just far closer to the northern hemisphere <laughs> than uh, the northernish part yeah. of the northern. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, it is um let's see. Let me turn off my let's see. I it's uh nope, that's the temperature in Madrid. One second. Why did I have Madrid in here? Watch out, that Celsius will be on there. Mm, sixty eight. It is sixty eight degrees. Uh outside. So there you go. I was off by a degree. How's it going? Oh, it's all right. It's a balmy 77 degrees where I am inside mm. my house, which I've set to 77 degrees. Um, mm. It's very early. My eyes hurt, I guess, but I guess that's a normal thing for sleeping. You, I I mean. I, I, I don't know. Is that normal? I mean, audio video. Uh, so there are audio visual issues. So, so to speak, uh, I don't know. Did uh, your eyes? Uh, maybe you should uh, look into some some uh, some drops. Some- you know, I'm not. You know, I've been a norm. I've been pretty normal my whole life, as far as 
my eyes functioning, so I'm not in the We're all very group proud that you travel or had traveled before the lasers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I could do that, but it seems to be um, particularly when I get around less than six hours of sleep that it's just my eyes are going to hurt for about an hour. Oh, so this isn't like a dry eye. It's just a a sleepless eye, I guess. I'm not, you know I'm what? Not, I don't know the physics yet. I'm sure there's like a, a physical thing that relates to sleepless eye. It's not a purely psychological condition. But either way, the effect is the same. <coughs> well, I did get big in my eye eyes are solar. When I was uh when I was uh when I was recovering from the lasers, I did get big into eye drops. Uh you can get the the gel eye drops which are like goopy. Um you put one of those in each of your eyes prior to sleeping and apparently nah, no. Nah, painful eyes sounds better than that personally. That's I mean, just personal preference. I'll be honest, I never went for the the goop either. I I was uh I was I was just I was it was distasteful it seemed. I was uncomfortable. Yeah. I feel right, okay. I'm. Uh, I've. I've. Uh, as as discussed in long, you know, before our our uh, sabbatical, uh, I discussed the the advantages of the as at the time new weighted blanket experience, um, and I've gotten to the point where if I don't have the weighted blanket on, I feel like I am uh, the wrong. I'm the wrong weight to sleep. Like the blanket doesn't feel right anymore. So while while it's helped, it's 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 a lot like any sleep aid. Uh-huh. Now you've become dependent on it. Yeah, I'm now I'm now weighted blanket dependent. I'm wor- I'm I'm a teeny bit worried about that part. Um, <laughs> I I'm no, I immediately am seeing. Well, you can't like pack it for a long trip. No, it weighs like, like thirty pounds. Clearly not. Yeah. Uh, so what's gonna happen is. Cam's on travel in a hotel room somewhere, and he's restlessly shuffling. Do a little montage, and he's got half the objects in his room just piled on top of his bed, and <laughs> he's nestling under it like some kind of feral animal. I order like three extra large pizzas and just like <laughs> wrap them in plastic and drape them over myself. <laughs> Wait, that sounds alright. Yeah, right. that wasn't my first thought. But you know, sort of util- utility there is a dual purpose. I was trying like, to think of something heavy and, and flat that, that you can yeah, get. Yeah, like droops. Yeah. <laughs> well, I ended up getting Abigail one. Yeah. Uh, for a birthday present because I knew that should be something down her alley. And uh, yeah, I got to say, it's pretty good. I mean, I use it on occasion. I wouldn't say I'm uh, dependent yet. Haven't worked. But- it's not habit forming for you. You can just do no, it for fun I mean, every once in a while, you know, when, when, yeah, when, like when I that's could what people stop. are doing. If I needed to stop, I yeah. could stop the heavy blanket, but, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I just got done, like, rotating uh, uh, for a month on different shifts. So I'm back on my normal shift, and um, I don't know. Maybe it feels more normal now. Your normal shift being an evening shift. Correct. Okay. Not a nine. Uh, to, not a nine to five like us basic uh, drones. Oh yeah, totally. You guys are so basic. I'm like super rebel. I work like my nine to five on a different set of equally distanced numbers. 
whoa, slow down there. Uh, well, um, I moved, I guess. We could talk about that. I'm trying to think of what, what we should cover. It's been, you know, what, two months? Um, um, my Skype says May 23rd. May 23rd. Okay, so, so it's been one and a half months. Know. Yeah. Feels like feels like it's been longer than that to me. Uh, obviously, our lives will have dramatically changed in a way that will result in an entire hour of rich, steamy conversation. That or we'll separate for good. Right. I, I barely know you apart. anymore. Yeah. Frankly. Uh, it took a decade plus a month. Yeah. And then that was it. Um, I... Uh, yeah, our new, uh, I, I mean, uh, that's the, the, I guess, the main attraction, right? It's the, the new apartment, um, which now has an additional bedroom. My children, uh, the very first night here, we were worried about them. We're like, maybe we should have a transitional period where we have, uh, we keep the third bedroom as like an activity room and put the kids in the room together because they might not sleep well because they've been sleeping in the same room ever since they were born. Uh, not the case at all. <laughs> they immediately <laughs> retired to their own rooms and slept better than they ever had. And uh, and the and uh, we crossed that Rubicon probably forever. Uh, and now they have their they, own rooms. Yeah, their their own room dependent now. Yeah, I didn't get my own room till I was sixteen. Yeah, when you guys moved, uh, uh, you were in the same house until you were sixteen, right? Yeah, I had a I had a brother to share a room with. My sister always had her own room. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I guess I never had a lot of sympathy for people bothered about sharing a room, but I definitely liked having my own room. Well, it's so, a, it was the same gender too. Like, like we we have a boy and a girl. We figured at some point we they, they needed to have their own space. Um, and now, oh, yeah. and, Might uh, as well Boy like that's not that's That was one of a number of like Space changes that happened in this apartment That um Were immediate like The day we got here game changers Like we have a yard And our children had to wrap their minds Around the idea that they could just like Go outside <laughs> Cause in that, all, Wow yeah. that's so crazy Like that that's something that they're Like now figuring out as a thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, eh, I, I mean, it's not, it's just, it's a different thing. Like tons of people have that. I just was like, I never even considered people learning about a yard. Yeah. Well, it's like, um, Archer was like, uh, Oh dad, I can go outside just like in, what do you say? Just like in Foxtrot and, uh, Calvin Hobbs. Like, <laughs> Those are his touch points I've, for like I've I've read about this. Yeah, like families who live in houses. Um yeah, I mean and of course like I try not to be too hard on us. There's certainly a, a they got a lot of experiences based, uh, from moving to a city uh that a lot of kids who grew up in suburbs didn't have and things like that. But the trade-off especially now that we are you we've we've gotten to a place with the yard and and neighbors with uh and things like that like it um, it feels real good to get, like, I went back to our, uh, clean out our old apartment and not being able to like go outside in that apartment, except through like the stairs, you know, in the entry. And then there's a little bitty porch attached to the 
master bedroom in the very back. But there's no other way outside, and it feels like you're in like a the ISS or something, in compared to like being able to just go outside, and especially during the winter. Yeah, you just feel like you're sealed. <laughs> you're like sealed seal in off there. the hatches. It's what is that cold? Somebody find the leak. Yeah. Well, well man, like, yeah, that reminds me of you know it wasn't all that long ago I was there, um, and it was the weekend that it hit negative thirty here. Which really did feel like I was just like encapsulated in a bunker until it got better. Oh yeah, because like you didn't go to work. No, that was that was nuts. Um, but not that not that a yard and a porch is going to help us if that happens again. But now that it's summertime, like yeah, we threw the kids outside um, in our little yard, and they met the next door neighbor kids, which are like about their age, and they like immediately hit it off because everyone is excited to have new friends when they're eight. You know, like there's not. The right. adults are like, oh man. Like, <laughs> I guess okay. I guess I better wear the neighbor's name. Who uh, are these people? Yeah, but kids are just like immediately thrilled, and so they. Uh, it it was very sweet immediately. Um, I did. I uh, have a a little. Uh, you know, we got to learn the ropes about what to do when it comes to uh, neighbor kids, and uh, we had a little bit of a uh, moment where. Uh, uh, the, the so you can't the way you get to their house like there's an alley behind our street you're not going to want to go in the alley uh, for that because that's what they call the trash cans are and I'm not even sure they have access in their backyard to the alley but so you got to go through the gate out onto the sidewalk and then walk over the neighbor's house go in their gate and and go in the backyard they invited our kids over um. I assumed naively that I didn't need to do the uh, the full sort of like talking to about like how to take your sister over there, like let us know when you're going over, don't let her wander the street, you know, things like that. I assumed they would be afraid, based on my knowledge of my children's, uh, you know, uh, unfamiliarity with the system, that they weren't going to attempt anything out of the ordinary. Um, next thing I knew. Uh, Shannon had walked outside and saw Felix standing in the sidewalk, heading the wrong direction. Oh and, my gosh! Uh, yeah, I know, I know. And uh, and Archer was had like gone over there. Um, so what had happened is they had invited him over to their yard, um, and he and Felix just sort of walked over there. But he didn't wait for her. She walked outside immediately, got disoriented, and started heading the wrong way. Um, I like how she was. She was unsure which way to go, but she was like, well, I'm going to go some way. She's certainly like, going to go somewhere. Yeah, there was yeah. not like a, oh, better go back. <laughs> it was well, like, well, hopefully this is right. Yeah, them, there might have been. I'm, it's who's to say, really, like what was going through her head. That wasn't necessarily the issue. Um, Archer was, you know, we've got we've to make sure that they stay together. Anyway, s- scared him real bad. Um, not on purpose, but the less us and more the realization of the the whole situation uh, got to him. Um, and now, now he's very, very careful to a degree that's like comical. Like he makes us come out onto the front yard or front uh, porch and like watch him go out and around and in. Um, but well, I'll give him this: he learns rules quickly. Mm-hmm. No, he oh for for sure. You have to. I, I think you. I everything. You essentially have to ration him rule sets because they become uh, in, 
carved in stone and referred to um, yeah. religiously. Yeah, we got him a new piano teacher since we're, uh, we moved, um, just for proximity reasons and also because of the rule thing. Like he, his old piano teacher would say, like, hey, um, go, you know, practice this piece five times. Here's five checkboxes and do it at 80, you know, on the metronome or whatever. And he would just do that. He would, it would, he would play the piano exactly the allotted amount <laughs> uh, in between <laughs> lessons. And I could not get him to practice more because, you know, the, the instructions were so specific that he would hold exactly to them. There's the new piano teacher is kind yeah. of like a jazz background, and he's already talking to him about, like, transposing and understanding keys and things like that. And I'm hoping it'll get him to loosen up a little bit. <laughs> you don't understand. It could actually reduce my ability to play the piano if I practice more than this prescribed amount. Mm-hmm. Are you the teacher? It's not often that you have a – I feel like the, the eight-year-old that actually needs less, like, fewer rules is – yeah, uh, no, that's the exception for sure. Not common. Well, cool, man. It sounds like better. So you walk out with your coffee cup and, like, say stuff to the neighbors. And you're like, Shannon, it's just like the movie I saw. Yeah. You're like, you're trying <laughs> Well, I mean, okay, you used to live in uh, a lot of different places oh, and yeah. houses, so I'm sure it's like riding a bike. Yeah, it's a, uh, it is a, uh, it's a, it's really best of both worlds. Like we're only a block or two from a lot of like cool places. Like we, uh, we went to a Indian place for on, on a date that is, uh, you could hit a golf shot where there are not trees and buildings and landed in the Indian place from our front porch. Like it is right around the corner. It was pretty funny to like drop the kids off with the babysitter, walk for 90 seconds and be at our date. Yeah, that's already, this is starting out good. Although I find that if I was in proximity to too many things, then I would, I'd become more and more likely to uh, avail myself of such things. Like say Indian food is a great example. (laughs) Like, oh, I could cook, but also I need some garlic naan. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> thankfully, we are we are still f- feeling the move cost enough that like right. it yeah. hasn't been too tempting. But like, I can tell you right now, I've got uh, two, I don't want to triangulate myself too much for privacy reasons, obviously, but there's there's like two Chinese takeout places, there's an Indian place, there's like a um. There's a corner store that's like half a grocery store worth of food, like around the corner. There's a uh, there's a pizza place that only has one size of pizza, and it's like a twenty inch, like a uh, New York style massive pizza. Um, and what we my dad was just in town. We went there. That that place is like walking distance as well. Um, yeah, it's a uh, it is primo uh, in a lot of ways. The, uh, oh the, yeah, yeah. You're. Uh, I got a message from my mom that you had a video of yourself playing online, and it turned out that it was from your dad. So your dad went to one of your shows, oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so she's like, <laughs> I can't remember what she said, but I was like, Yeah, 
He totally does that. He did, well, I mean, this is their first time for everything. But yes, my dad uh, was in town for the Independence Day weekend. And uh, we, uh, we had a show on Saturday. And uh, yeah, he came, he came out to the uh, dive bar that I played at. And, uh, and was, uh, you know, he was vintage my dad, like a chill, a chill dude. My dad, in, con- in contexts such as those, always ends up being a guy where people are like, man, your dad's all right. And he- <laughs> well, I'm glad it worked out for you. He, he took video. <laughs> he was like, I filmed your whole set. And I was like, vertical or horizontal? And he goes, vertical. <laughs> <laughs> point of pride yeah nailed it and uh he wasn't the video it was his heart like they are great it, it and it's a lot more videoing than anyone ever does at one of our shows but it was like he was also watching the set and i think must have had his camera like to his side or his phone like to his side so it's not i wouldn't say that we're like it's more avant-garde i think the framing um oh right well you know i think yeah. it fits the whole aesthetic man Kind like, of does. Yeah. You know, you can chop that up together. It looks like it's a basically a ready made music video. So Oh man, speaking of that, uh I actually do I'm gonna um I I in my car right now is a box, a uh we'll say like a liquor store sized moving box kinda. Mm-hmm. And it's about one third to one half full of loose slides. Like uh just you know, slides that you put in like a slide carousel. Okay, I mean that. I think that does need to be specified. Okay, because nowadays you say slides, like I'm not even gonna think the first thing is a literal carousel style picture device. Right, a a cardboard frame surrounding got a, it. Not a positive, which is even less useful, <laughs> but a film positive. Um, I was at there. There is an amazing local. Uh, store uh it's called the waste shed in chicago uh here in chicago in chicago um it is a donation based art store so people just donate old art supplies there and then they sell them for next to nothing and uh there is a uh so it's amazing period like you want some thread or some oil paints or some like components for like uh uh, there's like I don't know. There's like boxes of spare bulbs for things. There's like a easel. You know, it's it is uh, wide and varied. And uh, my kids love going there. I it is my new favorite place to go. We go every couple weeks and see what new stuff they have. I always end up buying a crazy amount of stuff for like six dollars. And uh, they had a they have a free section for teachers. And seeing as we are homeschooling. We we they told us we could have anything in the free section, which is normally like, you know, uh, notebooks and calculators and stuff. But they had this big box of of loose slides in the free section, and I said, "Can I take this and then kind of bring back the ones I don't want?" And they're like, "Please, take it away. No one wants <laughs> this box of slides." <laughs> so I, I I'm like, gonna. Can you not bring back the ones you don't want? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or you could make they can be my problem now. Um, anyway, I want to try to do something with them with like for like a video. We'll see how it goes. But um, they are from my uh, cursory examination. They appear to be slides about um, benzene exposure uh, and carbon monoxide poisoning, and uh, so it's sort of like a training materials for 
for a for a home installation purposes, all sorts of stuff like that. It's pretty. Uh, it, it's there pretty you wild. go. I'm I'm immediately seeing one of these getting melted while being recorded melting. Oh man! A projector. I should figure there out how go. to do that. Yeah. Fire. Mm, mm, mm. Well, well not that I'd part. use like a heat gun. <laughs> right. But fire's yeah. cooler. Yeah, I, uh, I I don't have a slide projector, but I do have a 9,000 lumen LED flashlight I just bought on Amazon for like $8. So I'm wondering oh, that's if, a slide projector. Yeah, right? I think I just may have a slide projector. <laughs> it, it, the focal length will just be put it closer to the wall. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll have to like jerry-rig some sort of... Uh, some sort of a. So, are you gonna like custom write a song uh, talking about benzene exposure, or <laughs> will this be a much more abstract? I feel like that's a little on the nose. I don't uh, know. I mean, maybe people need to hear it. I'm I'm uh, not ruling anything out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I can't wait for that. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'll I'll have to send you some example slides. It was definitely like a if I. I mean, I'm excited about it now, but, like, I used to go hunting for slides in, like, thrift stores in college and stuff. Nobody ever had okay, them. Okay, so this is a real fun. This is, like, a real, like, uh, yeah. mother load. Yeah, I mean, there could be a slide about, uh, like, radium gas or something. There's, and man. Then, and then what? Yeah, there, 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 there's uh, text-only slides that just say, like, uh, you know, oxygen deficiency in white on, like, a red background. Like, it's just real, real solid... Uh, <laughs> Material for uh, for for purposes. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, all right. So that's Chicago life. Yeah, it's good. They're free slide decks. I will say the um the 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 component parts of a good summer and a nice uh I sort of as it as it were um idyllic uh like I'm on this front porch. It's beautiful. Um, everything within my why my ability to affect <laughs> uh, life wise has been uh, going all right. How about you? It's a lot about me. That was a lot about me. Gosh, I was so much. I was like, how long could he talk about <laughs> himself? This is incredible. Uh. Uh, no, not at all. Um, I mean, you know, like... Like, like how's your I, summer going, I, I guess, to, to direct the questions uh, a, little, a little bit? You got a garden? <laughs> you got uh, plants? I, <laughs> I live in an area with plants that are growing. Uh, it's a bazillion degrees. Um, my kids are having fun. We're sending them to random camps. Um, you know, like... I mean, when I was a kid, like, you went to... There was, like, VBS style camps and for those who don't know vacation, that's vacation bible, bible school yeah. now there's no kind of it's not really a vacation i feel like it's a bit of a euphemism to get p- kids to go but mm. it is during summer vacation so i i assume that's where the name comes from mm. and you just go there during the day and there's bible stuff now the other camp was you go to some rural location in and sleep in spider infested cabins. So uh Camp Victory. Now, well, in our case, Camp Victory. Yeah. So, so nowadays, even in my tiny little backwoods town of Pensacola, devoid of slide decks and one good Indian restaurant. Um <laughs> we, we have uh 
there's like a just a plethora of these day camps. Uh, UWF sponsors a lot of them that are really good. You know, it's like marine biology camp or uh, they've got some really good robotics camps even Ooh. for like all kinds of ages. You know, like uh, where, where essentially they teach you, you know, programming for five like to stem five camp. through ten yeah. year olds and yeah but like specific ones they have like a whole week curriculum for like specific things and uh actually liam got into a uh pretty good uh I, it sounds a little too broad but art camp but they were at like the downtown art museum and it was not them just making crafts nothing wrong with crafts but i'm just saying like there's like a lot of cool summer things available now for kids that I don't recall existing. <laughs> yeah. So your kids are in art camp. So, they're in. They're just like your kids are just being shuttled from camp to camp all summer. It sounds like. Yeah, I mean they don't even think it's a camp. This is just just what life summer now. is. Yeah, yeah, this is life. There's there's weeks where I'm, you know, in an astronaut camp. Well, okay, there's I, they're not in an astronaut camp. Um, I'm not a, <laughs> not wealthy. Um, yeah, so that's what they're doing. Um, I'm trying to teach my friend to surf, which means that I'm actually trying to surf again. Oh, were you off uh, the surfing? Jay, well, I'm not for off of it. I just don't get to do it a lot. Mm. It turns out that I'm just as good as I was, but that I become tired in about a fifth of the time. Okay. So I retained all of my actual skill, just none of my like uh, fitness. So, uh, but I absolutely like love. It was it's weird. Like you know, I grew up here. I grew up going in the water. Uh, you know, surfing as a hobby, as one of the many water hobbies. But like you get out there, and of course the saying goes like riding a bike, but. I think we need a better saying for like when something feels familiar, so familiar that it's like wearing an old glove, a leather glove or something like it just works and it feels good because it's something that's, you know, I don't know, but it was really cool. Like I just love being out there and it felt super normal. Like I think that already is a moral. I think that there is an old glove adjacent saying kind of at your fingertips already, so to speak. Let's uh, hear it. I know, I think that's it. I mean, I think that... <laughs> like an old glove, yes. Yeah, I, I never really heard I that. that. Yeah, I think but you made it. I don't even think that... I think it is saying what I'm saying. But, yeah. I mean, that could be confused. Like, an old glove also could be really crappy. Mm. Be like, this is so old. I need a new glove. But an uh, old leather glove. Broken now, in. That, I think, yeah. says what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, it's like a we'll slip it on. And, no, see, I was about to say an old pair of shoes, but they kind of have the same sort of condition uh, problem. Yeah, um, certain shoes, yeah. for sure. No, that's an old pair of wor- uh, old pair of boots. No, that also could be dumb. Yeah, could, yeah. all right. Well, <laughs> this, this boot's got a hole in it. The, the picture you could consider the picture painted. I feel. Uh, yeah, I think we got it. Well, that's nice. I uh, I was always uh, kind of one degree removed from. Uh, the surfing frequency that you and our, our good childhood friend Josh had. You guys were out night surfing. You're putting on your uh, your shorties, your wetsuits with the, <laughs> the shorts. 
wetsuits with the shorts. You were you were going during both times of year and times of day that uh, most non-enthusiasts would not dream of getting in the water. Um, so I, yes. I I have fond memories of surfing, but no 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 real like emotional like uh, resonance there really. Um, <laughs> I I don't think. There will ever be a situation. Well, I don't want to put it out yet, but the 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 vision of there being a situation where I get up early before the sun rises in the dead of winter to catch a, a swell is not something I envision happening in, in my life. And you know, I'm that's not one of those things where I'm like, Oh, to lose youth. And no, I'm thinking, oh, well, that was a cool thing I've done. <laughs> you just just wait like, till you're till you're retired and you 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 go to bed at 4:30 yeah. in the afternoon and you wake up at 3 in the morning every day. Look, I'm glad that version of me enjoyed that. And I <laughs> I remember liking it, but there's there's a lot of impediments to that ever happening again in my mind. Yeah. I feel like I can accomplish my happiness elsewhere, but yeah. Um. Yes, so I'm trying to do that, and let's see. Yeah, I got my reaper crop in. I got lots of peppers. Oh, your Carolina reapers? I don't even know what I'm doing with all these things. You have a license um, for those? Uh, well, I feel like. If I answer that question, then I'll be liable for something or <laughs> yeah, another. Implicated so, yeah, yourself. Yeah. I think that they do a great job of saying, don't touch me. Like, it's very clear. Like, they're the brightest red pepper. And they're they're all gnarled. And they have a sharp point at the end. Like, it's as if they're, like, saying to someone who has no official language, this might kill you. So. I'm looking up what a Carolina Reaper looks like. Oh my gosh! I think you'll agree with me. Yeah, <laughs> it, it looks like a. It looks like were there a uh, a a demon fruit? <laughs> it would. Yeah, look, they tried demon fruit first, but it was it, a little. It looks clunky. like it's like roughly a bell pepper shape, except it has this freaky little point on the end, and it does. It does. It looks. It's the entire surface is rough and. Uh, Imposing, um, troubling. So, what do you do, what are you going to do with them? They're novelty peppers. They're not. They're you're not supposed to have them. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is like they're novelty peppers to like, you. It's like uh, you, it's not like having like a fancy gun that you can go shoot at a gun range. There's no hot pepper range that you can just like fire some of these guys off in a safe setting. Uh, you can eat them. I mean, I don't want to be too radical here, but they're edible. Uh, no, they are edible. I mean, okay, so there is a novelty aspect where, you know, you got one of these fresh. I mean, you can't go just buy them fresh. That's not a thing. Yeah, so they're not in stores. You got to. Right, you're not going to get them fresh. So, <clears throat> you know, maybe give it to a friend or whatever. There's that application. And, you know, that's, sure. that's still fun. Also, you know, growing things is and, and seeing them is is its own hobby, which I already accept. But also, there is a non, you know, I'm, there's pepper snobs. I mean, I, I think that that's sure. well established. Yeah. Um, 
And there's a uh, there's a way that you that there is differences between all the peppers. They taste different, and their heat uh, um, has like a graph of how hot it gets and when and where it's the hottest. Okay, so like, oh, okay, it's just I don't know why. It must be the different oils that they have in them or whatever. But like jalapenos. Let's just take a jalapeno reaper. A jalapeno is going to be hot, like immediately upon eating it, um, right. and it's going to sort of plateau pretty quickly and then fade. A reaper actually t- it seems a lot less hot than a jalapeno for the first maybe ten seconds, mm. and then there's just like this seeping burn that just uh, expands from wherever it contacted the longest. And then it builds for like a few minutes and plateaus for another couple minutes and then goes away. All right. So the trick is, is that you use all kinds of different peppers in appropriate quantities to create unique like heat profiles. Now, and again, they also taste slightly different. Um, Okay. But if you have a jalapeno and a little bit of reaper and, say, a mix, you're going to be like, ooh, that's hot. And then it sort of blends into the next heat, which goes. So, like, there's you just use it in different quantities. You like microdose your, your – Microdosing reapers, right? Okay. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I've heard that, you know, there's endorphins involved or whatever. But mm-hmm. – Eating something that's so hot that it feels like you maybe shouldn't have. Whenever you're done, you re- you really do have like a buzz. I don't know what does it, but it, uh. it feels like that. But anyway, you can put them in like tea bags, uh, <laughs> okay. type of like uh, cheesecloth, uh-huh. and cook them in things so that you get some of that heat in the dish, and then you pull it out so people aren't like biting down on one and and ruining the actual, you know, experience of the dish otherwise. Or their so experience you can use of their, them in, their day. <laughs> you, yeah, you can use them in real cooking. I mean, I've had some reaper accidents. The oil on your hands is the main problem. And the more potent it is, the less it has to, like, contact you even accidentally to be there and you not know it. You know oh, what I mean? Like, No, yeah, I've done, I mean, I've done that slicing poblanos, for heaven's sakes. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so you can only imagine, like, you're probably going to use, like, rubber gloves cutting these things. But then <laughs> also remember what surface you cut them on and all that jazz. So, Oh, geez. Like, how hard <laughs> is it to, like, it, something's good after it goes through, like, the dishwasher or something, right? Or you do you have a special cutting board just for your nuclear? Well, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I haven't researched it i'll usually use like a plastic cutting board but maybe that doesn't make any difference but yeah mm-hmm. usually once you wash something with with soap especially if it's a surface you're not going to be it's not going to be that bad okay it's not like oh i put my reaper cutting board in my sink with my other dishes and now everything i own is spicy <laughs> well not- I yeah how many reapers you cut up might affect that i mean sure. the oil is yeah just imagine oil it gets on stuff. It's hard to know it's there sometimes, especially in small quantities. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it's like, you know, be, just be conscious of where you're putting what and just wash stuff afterwards. It seems to absorb into your hand, though, because I've washed my hands quite thoroughly. Uh, fingernails are probably the worst culprit. 
Oh, you geez. know, it just hides out under there. So I've had some situations, but I'm okay. <laughs> okay, well, that's that's good. Um, <laughs> so what have what have you uh, really like outside of the hypothetical? What have what have you successfully uh, sort of uh, executed a reaper? Uh, I've in? cooked them in chili. Okay, uh, in the aforementioned manner of a cheesecloth being the device with which to cook them. Right. Um, I think I've chopped it up into, it was like a salsa I made, um, but like extremely fine quantity, um, which again is dangerous for me just to do that. Now, some people are going to like mock that and be like, ah, they do it all the time. Oh yeah. The guys in the competitions like eat still hurts. Like, I don't care who you are. Right. Um, uh, let's see. I definitely brought them in for just taste testing it, you know, with people. Um, okay. Let me see. There's one more uh, dish I know I've cut it up and used in for sure. Don't ever like saute a pepper like that. With uh, I feel like that would result for in more like, than a few seconds yeah. or in a bigger pan because once you start actually frying it up, I mean, you can, but like, because some applications benefit from that. Like, basically, it gets the flavor in the oil. Like, so you can saute stuff, potent stuff in oil, and then even get rid of the stuff, and the oil's going to have that awesomeness. But yeah, I don't know. It aerosolizes the oil, and then all no, help everyone breaks. goes blind. Yeah, yeah, actually, it was really funny. The, uh, uh, well, funny for me because. <laughs> It happened to me, but um, I had a bunch of jalapenos that were turning red, right? And like they're delicious, except that as soon as they start turning red, they get soft really quick. Um, and and so I, yeah, so they're a little bit sweeter, I think. You know, like yeah. it's almost like fermentation or something. No, we keep anyway. the red jalapenos for like Thai dishes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so I had a bunch of red jalapenos and green ones, so I was like, I'll pull the red ones because I'm not going to use all these, but I don't want them to go bad. And so I cut them up, and I was uh, I was just going to make like a sort of a paste out of it I could put on stuff. But, of course, Jules wants to help. So we put them in like the blender. It was like a bunch of them. And basically like salt and vinegar and peppers and maybe like a little bit of other spices the flavor, but mostly just salt, vinegar, and jalapeno pepper. We blend it up, and like every time I we opened the thing to to mix it, it's just like so. Vinegar also has that effect when it you smell it all at once. Oh, but anyway, yeah. I'm with you. It was I, like I made some pepper hot vinegar yeah. explosion, and then I pour it into a very wide f- saucepan uh, to fry it in some oil to set set it and. Uh, it was like evacuate the kitchen for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In Jules's uh, in Jules's defense, like he was literally like collapsing with a coughing fit, but he was like, "I'm helping!" Like he wouldn't leave. <laughs> he's he's like one of those people who's helping, like despite all of your protests. He's like, "No, I am helping," because the word help it means something. Very different than what it will mean eventually or should mean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <I'm, laughs> Jules's I'm helping means I am participating. 
Yeah, I have one of those. Uh, Felix Felix spends a lot more time helping me cook than she does actually eating her dinner most of the time. Um, but yeah, I've, I've also I've, I mean, I've, I'm, not, I'm no stranger to a hot sauce uh, cooking uh, than accidentally gassing your whole, your whole kitchen, but not at a Carolina Reaper level. You said so. You have them for uh, guests. Um, well, like I'll give them to people and say, "Hey, this is what it is," and people find that amusing. I don't know if they cook with them or, mm. you know, tasting them. You can eat a piece of it and you're fine. Um, and you just get to experience with that. I mean, people like that. Yeah. Um, well, that's what I was thinking of. Like, uh, if you have people over, I feel like so. I used to have. Um, I feel like everyone needs a um, some sort of a, like a experience food or drink just for yeah. for a conversation piece when people come over. Uh, I used to have like back when we were uh, young young ones um, when Shane and I got like looked up basically we looked up like oh what should we have where are we to have our own dry bar at home with our you know to make fancy cocktails and so I ended up with a bunch of stuff including a thing of Campari um, and at the time. You know, Campari, it's bright red. It looks like it tastes, should taste like Five Alive or something, right? Um, but it was like a novelty how bitter Campari was. Yeah, yeah. So I would give Campari to people when they came over, just and they'd be like, oh, my gosh. And I feel like Campari is like way more common now than it was then, or at least, or maybe I'm just, you know, we're all I older. think it could be a combo. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly more common to your knowledge now. Yeah, but for I sure. I think things got a little more like cocktails and stuff have gotten a little more popular knowing the obscurities of them. Yeah. So like, uh, exactly. So like at the time camp party was this like real curveball. Um, and you've got your ghost pepper, uh, or your care. No, sorry. Not ghost pepper, Carolina Reaper, which is more spicy than a ghost pepper. Right. Isn't that the whole. Yeah. Like yeah. currently, I mean, I grow ghost peppers and so it's like scotch bonnets. Yeah, I mean, you just put those in cereal at this point. That's not like... No. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I still don't understand. Okay, so some people are more tolerant of spice than others. I think it's mostly genetics. But, like, I'm not... uh, I'm not participating with the macho pepper culture. Like, I... Like, it's, you know, it's like a chemical burn... I'm, why am I pretending that this is not a problem? Like, I'm not going to eat these things unless they make sense. That's like, like how much salt can you put on your food, dude? You can't eat that much salt. I can. I'm like, no, that's awful. I Check don't want this that. Out. They call this one the Him- Himalayan monster. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it is a, it is amusing, but to see. But what I don't find amusing is when people go to such links to pretend like it doesn't bother them or burn. I'm like, dude, sure. it's okay. You're a human. Yeah. The chemicals are burning your skin. Like, it's fine, man. The uh, so give, having people over to have them see how they uh, process the experience of having like a sliver of a Carolina Reaper. Now, I, I need one of those. I've been realizing the thing that I'm missing in my house is Malort. Are you familiar with Malort? I am not. Okay, it's Jepson's Malort. Uh, is the um, it's the Chicago liqueur, um, and that should really give you all the information you need <laughs> in terms of what 
Is this uh, like big flats? Is this um, like <laughs> it's like the big flats of liqueur, kind of. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, big flats, the uh, I think discontinued three dollar six pack Walgreens beer. Um, Jeff- it has been discontinued, yeah. sadly. Jepson's Malort is a um, Chicago. Uh, it, it's no funny. Uh, it's actually distilled in Florida now. <laughs> but it is a um it is it is roughly the color of like uh um gutter water I would say. Uh it comes in a old timey looking bottle. Uh it tastes like someone ran Campari through an old like uh, through a gutter. <laughs> it's got uh it's like if someone took Campari but took all of the like vaguely pleasant flavors out of it so it's like somebody took a cheap beer and dropped a campari shot into it so like drink this no that still feels like it would have more like sweetness and complexity than malort malort tastes like something's wrong with it um okay yeah it's it's just it's always been around and it's uh it's like a chicago thing to get yourself a hand probably back in the you know like the old chicago speakeasy situation where there was prohibition and they were making liquor in the toilet backs <laughs> and like there was a leak in the bag and it got to be a toilet water liqueur like mm-hmm. and now that's what we have yeah it's a yes it is um it quite let me see it's a i you should look it up i'm i'm not going to read about it here there the word okay. it does have an umlaut um it's uh, a it's really not in any other place other than Chicago because it's legitimately just not good. Um, but uh, next time you're you when you visit Chicago, I'll, I'll by the time you visit, I will obtain some Malort uh, <laughs> to have it around. Jepson's um, Malort. Jepson's Malort. Yeah, it's yeah a, it looks like a uh, uh, predictably ugly label yeah. and very cheap top. So. <laughs> I think I'm getting the... (laughs) There's a picture of it with a shot glass full of it next to it. Is that ever how you would drink Jepson's Malort? Well, that's the thing is I don't know. I've never seen Malort delivered or consumed in any other format than a shot. Um, I'm I'm assuming some like high-minded individuals or locations have worked it into a cocktail, but it generally is like a... um, it's it's really walking that fine line of like ironic and also real Chicago times when somebody's like want to do a shot of Malort or they just hand you a shot of Malort. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm I feel like that's its its main legitimate use after having been having it been explained to me mm-hmm. by you is like, hey, let's be real Chicago and. Have a shot, right? It's it's garbage, but at the same time, it's our garbage. <laughs> like the they're the only the first picture I found on Google of somebody interacting with it is a picture of somebody with an empty shot glass and their f- eyes are squeezed shut with a look of disgust on their face. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's that's about it. That's real. Yeah, okay. great, sweet. Yeah, no. Uh, so if everyone, I mean, I feel like. There's a, what if we did a Reaper infused Malort? I mean, uh, this could be a ooh, thing. Spicy Malort? Mm. Yeah, it would it would hit you in the front and the back there um, of the flavor profile, <laughs> not the body. Oh well, I mean, but probably also we the could body. Yeah. Both is fine. Yeah, 
No, I, I think everyone needs a, um, some sort of uh, experience. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what's the through line here. Like, uh, Oh, I totally am with you. you like, know? there's that you're over at somebody's house and, like, you know, whatever, pleasantries are, are, have ebbed. And then they, like, look at you and they're like, hey, did you want to try, you know, whatever? Right. And then all of a sudden, like, that's a whole thing. Uh-huh. We're all gonna try whatever. Yeah, I mean, it could be like a, it could be like a cigar, but like this is more of a like a straight, like unapologetically sort of a novelty experience. Like, not- yeah, if you don't have to convince someone to try it, yeah, uh, by like doing it yourself first, it might not be the type of experience we're referring to. Yeah, you got to prove that it's <laughs> like that it's worth the. Uh, it's it's got really. I mean, this is a challenge because. Ideally, this this you know is a uh, new experience for the other person, um, like or at least you know maybe they're coming in from out of town. Everyone here knows what Malort is, but Malort's a real solid like welcome to Chicago, try this garbage kind of thing. Um, and uh, and not everybody, you're the only person I know of that's uh, actually interacted with a Carolina Reaper. You, I only hear about these things in 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 Tall Tales. Yeah, I um, mean you've you've seen them in movies, maybe, but I, never. Yeah. I read a, really? a very fascinating, like a long, <laughs> long read about a Carolina Reaper competition. I mean, I watched two dudes eat a Carolina Reaper. Uh, well, it turns out the guy's that guy who does the Hot Ones show, mm. and then some other dude who's part of that. Well, not that group. Whatever. I don't know. He's a chef, maybe. Anyway, like they just straight ate them. I wonder if and, this is. Uh, they started twitching. I think we talked about it before, but anyway, it was. Uh, I mean, it was entertaining. It wasn't a dare. These, I guess, these people just do that. But anyway, yeah, you, you don't want to hurt your guests. <laughs> you just no, wanna... I'm not. Yeah, you know, there are people that I don't trust in that way. Like, oh, dude, yeah, is, and I'll be like, so is this like a good amount? And they're like, yeah, that'll be fine. Slap it like, on me. You know, like they're not. They're clear. They're obviously not volunteering the information, so they want to see you get into trouble and then laugh and be like, I told you it was hot, dude. And I'm like, you tried to hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is a, this is not what we're, we're not advocating for. Uh, no, no, not at all. We, yeah. this is not what we want. You're not going to like talk up Malort. Like, you know, it's an experience unlike any other, like talking around the fact that it sucks, yeah. you know, uh, like on the face of it, it sucks. The experience is the point, Right. Right. Um, yeah, you're not going to try to sneak one in on these people. Yeah, well, like an experience substance that is not, I mean, it's not necessarily uh, illicit. Like, we aren't saying that you should give your guests, like, your local, like, strain of, uh, of shrooms or whatever. Yeah, can, I mean, I feel like that's a whole separate category. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's what we're talking about. No, this is like, hey, you ever try this? We need, I feel like more people need a, sort of a back pocket uh, food or drink, like maybe uh, you know, maybe this is why scary uh older old bars had like that huge jar of pickled pig's feet. Maybe they were just there for well, con- I mean, conversation purposes. Maybe okay, maybe I mean like apparently people like pickled pig's feet. Maybe I do. I've never had it, but yeah. Uh, there's a lot of stuff. You know, did we ever talk? About how I grew, this is the exact example of what we're talking about. For several years, and I haven't grown one recently, I grow the toothache plant. 
which the mm. official name escapes me. Anyway, it's a little plant. Um, it looks like a potted flower plant, right? Maybe like they almost look like daisies, but the middle has this really big bud in it. Okay. And the uh, leaves, have you ever had a Szechuan pepper? Or oh, yeah, yeah. With Szechuan? I like a okay, Szechuan so the leaves oh, these are weird. A, these are weird looking the, plants. The leaves have a taste, or a, it's not a taste. It, the leaves taste like a green leaf. Um, but the effect it has on your tongue is like a Szechuan pepper. It's almost this numbing, tingly sensation. Okay. So you can use the leaves in, in cooking in dishes to add that weird flavor. But... The buds are like a hyper distilled version of that. Like whatever chemical that is, it's just all in those buds. So you take off the bud and you just nibble it. And <clears throat> after a few seconds, um, your mouth feels like it's numb and tingling, sort of. And it hyperactivates all of your salivary glands. It sounds crazy. That's mm. exactly what it does. And there's not a real okay. parallel. So if you don't know that's going to happen, you might think, like, you're dying. Like, it doesn't hurt. But, like, you're like, is this a symptom of a heart attack? I don't recognize these symptoms together. <laughs> Excessive salivation, it says on <laughs> yeah. the Wikipedia. Hyper salivation and your mouth feels like it's, you know – disconnecting from your brain okay um so that was a perfect example i wouldn't try to trick people i'd be like you just got to taste this it's this really weird feeling it will be gone in five minutes uh if i'll i'll eat some first if you're too freaked out about it but like it's just bizarre man and it grows a little plant it's like a little tiny whatever plant. it looks cute it's like a little it looks like gumdrops are going on those yeah it's a. It's really. It's really amazing. It's this bizarre um, thing, and it's totally harmless. Right. So and it doesn't hurt. So lack of harm. Uh, it's a, like uniqueness of experience, and then like uh, recovery period are all I think important factors here. You want to yeah, get in I and out. You want to be back to normal is, in five minutes, hopefully. Yeah. A lot of things can be this, but the real test is that if your intent is to make the person have a good experience. That's the real, I mean, that's the real secret behind this uh, plan, I think, we're getting at. Because the Reaper could hurt you. But the point is, you want somebody to have a, while not, like, completely uh, milk toast safe experience, like, you know, something where you're like, I'm not, I, this is not a prank I'm playing on you. <laughs> right. We're going to go through this experience together. Let me be your... Uh, your Sherpa through the bland, the fields of Malort uh, will guide you down this mountain to the bottom of this Malort hole and then back out the other side. And you'll say you've done it. Welcome to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs>